Hey, welcome to another episode of Firsties with Reba and Ross. I'm Ross. I'm Reba. And uh, today we've got two more episodes of Pete and Pete. Uh, there's only one after these. We're almost yes. done with it. Uh, but yeah, so don't tread on Pete. Where should we start with this one? Uh, hmm. I guess with Big Pete's story, since that's most of it. Yeah. Um, starts out, starts out like it's going to be a little bit more like focused on the lunch lady. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a little bit of a red herring there with, with Emma and... Yeah, and I... This, this is kind of a weird episode because it's like it ultimately is about a test, but it seems like it's not totally committed to that. So it just kind of jumps around to a lot of right. different ideas and gags. Uh, about Emma, she was played by uh, Juliana Hatfield, who was another alternative rock musician yeah. in the uh, 80s and 90s. Yeah. So, <laughs> you ran into that too. I looked at I, well, I looked her up and I was because I um I wanted to see if she was in any other episodes and what she what else she's done because she did look familiar. Yeah. Um and yeah um I don't know if I heard the name is familiar but I don't know if I've heard anything. Yeah. Else. Yeah, I'm not especially familiar, but uh, right. Yeah. Familiar name. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it is weird that like they make it seem like she's gonna be a big part of the episode. Right. Then, like, she briefly flees later, and, and but then that kind of drops. Right. <laughs> and it's like, the the whole meet me in Iowa. Right. Like, reference. It's out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I really do think this episode is mostly, like, they had a real, real brief idea of what it was supposed to be about, and then they just kind of started being like, well, this would be funny, or this would be interesting. And right. <laughs> it's not a real strong narrative, but, uh, yeah, almost all of my notes on it were kind of like stray observation type things, where it's just like, like, oh, that was funny, or that was interesting, or... Okay. Like, they had the uh, the bit where uh, Pete's dropping the signs in the black and white about the meatloaf, which is a uh, reference to Bob Dylan's, uh, or a Bob Dylan documentary called Don't Look Back. <laughs> when was that? It was uh, towards the beginning of the episode. No, 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 no. When was the documentary? When like, did that come out? It was, I think, the late 60s. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's really, yeah, it's a, it's okay. a famous bit, though. Yeah, uh, it's a no, subterranean homesick the... blues where he's dropping the signs and stuff. Yeah. With random word or not random, but, like, certain words that would stand out in the lyrics of the song. Yeah. But, yeah, so, like, that, it's an interesting thro thing to throw into a kid's show because <laughs> kids in the 90s aren't going to know what that is at all. But, I mean, how, like, that's that's kind of something you could come to expect from, from Pete and Pete. Yeah. Because of all of the, like, musically inspired, like, guest stars and stuff like, yeah you know it's it's not out of the ordinary to have an homage to Bob no, Dylan no it's not and uh, that, was, that was kind of funny a yeah. clever thing that you don't really expect to see in there yeah uh yeah so mostly episodes about the test I guess which is over right. the revolutionary war the whole which, thing yeah the whole war <laughs> which I suppose I don't know I suppose you could say that it's um, it's uh, the show is about um, decisions and your and the consequences of making said decisions because you had right um, you had Cecil Tucker who was supposedly an honor student before this Revolutionary War yeah. test in 
in Mrs. Beardsley's class, and then he became the janitor after yeah. failing it. Right. Because uh, he lost his way. Well, did they make it clear in the episode? Because, like, you get that he had the same textbook as Pete, and he yeah. talks about the clock. And, you know, Pete saw, like, the clock uh, thing in the corner where he was flipping through. But it didn't make it clear whether he drew the clock or whether the book just always had the clock and it hypnotized see, them. See, that's what, like, if they wanted to have made that clear, they should have put a name or two above Cecil. Right, it seems like he's because the first Cecil owner. Because should have, like, and if he's the first owner of that book, then that book wouldn't be marked anyway yeah. so he would have been the one yeah he so would have gone could, mad and just like written yeah. a clock on there <laughs> yeah and i mean you could argue that that his um that clock has has like brought down others in that same yeah period like you know but yeah it didn't i had that same that same question as to whether he was the one that drew the clock or whether <laughs> it was like it some was mystical just, thing in that yeah. book. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering about yeah. that. Yeah. There's a lot of, there is a lot of stuff with lunch or school lunches. Like it seemed like that was like kind of right. a secondary thing, like not really narrative, but, but which yeah. was weird. Cause you mentioned Anna and the whole bit where the, uh, the, uh, where mm. she tells him Emma Emma yeah not Emma yeah. where she tells him don't eat the meatloaf right and that like and never know, like it never there it seemed like there was gonna be another like secret yeah and then there was nothing yeah it just kind of dropped it yeah and I I also yeah like they they have a lot about Jello apparently the writers do not like Jello very much yeah <laughs> well some of them do Pete doesn't right Teddy likes Teddy likes Jello, Jello. oh red and green my favorite <laughs> right right. <laughs> I mean, you know, to be fair, I like Jello. I can't tell the difference between Jello flavors. Uh. <laughs> Dull Jello, that's all it is. And uh, I liked that when Pete has his little hallucination from sugar, and Sergeant William Jasper is talking to him. He has the same feeling about gelatin. <laughs> yeah, she's like, they're not even trying. <laughs> I know. I love that. And his uh, his fascination with the fish stick is pretty good too. <laughs> yeah, Ben Franklin. Yeah. Is this one of Ben Franklin's ideas? <laughs> they had more with a... Or I liked Trader Tim, or at least the idea of it. Even if, again, that's something that just pops up and goes away and has nothing to do with the rest of the episode. Did you see him at the end of the episode, though? Oh, I He walked I by with a wedding cake. Yeah, yeah. Like, he somehow <laughs> traded up to this, like, three-tiered wedding cake. Yeah. By the end of the episode, like... Okay. All right. Yeah, that that's good. I, I do like the little callbacks that they do. Yeah. like... This and the next episode are pretty good at setting up and, like, playing off of jokes over time. Yeah. Like, like that one, and also, uh, uh, like, Teddy, they go through, like, this long explanation about his milk thing. Or yeah. the bath moment and stuff where he had, like, just shot so much milk out of his nose, it just drenched everyone. Mm-hmm. And then uh, later on, he does. The, they've been trying to get like milk to shoot out of his ears, and it just does in one shot. Yeah, and, and it's, it's just like a punchline. Well, it's because uh, Bill is like Bill is on that mission to get yeah. Teddy. Uh, which, by the way, I don't know if we said this yet, but Bill and Teddy, uh-huh. Bill and Ted, yeah, like uh, that's just like <laughs> I, I just love that. Um, but it's like, sure, why not? Yeah, Use those names. Yeah. But he's been on that... They talk about him being on that mission for the entire episode, and so he's telling the story, and it's not even really that funny of a story. 
but you, like they set it up and you know that that's the moment and oh the I don't amount, know well I I guess but yeah. actually you know what I remember this episode okay so I yeah um but I like the way that it, you do sort like or at least for me like you sort of forget about the whole milk thing and then just out of nowhere, it's just like oh. shoots out of his ears. It's oh. like, uh, it, I, th- yeah, I thought that was a well see, done setup. For um, yeah, for me, like the entire, every time Teddy was in a shot, I was like, is this going to be the moment? Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> milk? Milk? Yep. Um, yeah. So there's that. I loved, um, let's see, the map of Iowa. In yeah, the ver- varicose veins. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gross. Yeah, <laughs> I like yeah. Pete's uh, reference that when a new highway was built, the new veins showed up for it. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's a scene that I remember specifically. Like, mm-hmm. I won't be thinking about Pete and Pete for like if I've actually called that memory up, uh, like <laughs> uh, over like years of not uh-huh. having it, and like Pete and Pete. Oh yeah, or like if I ever see varicose veins on somebody, I always think of <laughs> think that. Think it's a map. That's like, funny, cause like I this isn't an episode that like stood out to me from childhood. Like I didn't remember this one that well. Uh, I remember rewatching it like when I got the DVD set, but yeah. like I didn't have like ingrained memories from this one, or at least not nearly as much as like the one after this, for instance. And see, I don't remember this one, the one after it. Okay. As well. I remember the staring contest really well, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> um, I uh, I also had uh. So was it just me or was Cecil Tucker's reference of the shine supposed to be a shining joke or shining reference? That's kind of what I thought. Because like they bring it back kind of or they try to bring it into the narrative a little bit, but yeah. it doesn't it doesn't really make sense when they but, do. He just sees a shine on the ground. And, right. Well, I mean, the entire time he's he's buffing. Yeah. So that could be like the shine. Yeah, I guess so. Be, which which would call back to him like. If he got distracted by the shine of the the floor in class, he would have been maybe you know <laughs> distracted, which maybe led him to his genitorial future. Uh huh. Um, I will say that uh, Mr. Tucker or Cecil Tucker reminds me, like just the like the his appearance or like his looks. Reminded me of the dad of a guy I grew up with, <laughs> which is really crazy because the entire episode I was like, wow. That's not him, right? <laughs> like, that can be. There's but... something about that guy that gave me like a Charlie Kelly vibe and Always Sunny. Like, yes. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why it is. Like, not that, that he's too. like high energy, but like, uh, there Just is an episode where well, Charlie is a janitor too, which maybe well, that's part of it. Charlie like, is always cleaning up everything. Right, he does Charlie work. Yeah, <laughs> but and um, yeah, and the well, I mean the way the advice or the like words of warning or whatever that he gives Pete, mm-hmm. they're Charlie esque. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, if Charlie ever completely lost his mind and just became a school janitor for. <laughs> Good. Yeah. <laughs> Might be like Cecil Tucker. Let's talk about Little Pete. Yeah. So I actually really like Little Pete's subplot in this episode. Me too. And I, I don't think it could have been like an A plot or anything. No. I, but it works very well as just like a cutaway thing. Well, see, thing. 
what I what I liked about it is that it was kind of it was Little Pete's own revolutionary, revolutionary war. war. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like <laughs> I love that. I love I love that they're. Uh, their gym teacher is like this extremely British guy too. Yeah. And uh, the one Cornwallis. Yeah. Well, was that his name then officially? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I love the one the kid. Patch. Yeah. The lick the parquet Cornwallis. That was Mort from Nightcrawlers. Mort. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, so he did show up again. Yeah. And uh, that's his only other episode. Is it? Oh, yeah. did you look that up? I looked that up. <laughs> that's how I knew it was Mort. You're like, oh yeah, um, Mort. Yeah. Yeah, I but, like that part a lot. And I like the way that they, like, the way that the colonists resorted to, like, guerrilla warfare, kind of, and, like, would yeah. and not just march ahead. They're doing, it's like, they're moving around too much. We've and, never seen that strategy before. It's like, right. it's against oh regulation. Yes. <laughs> and Pete, yeah, the swinging from the rope and throwing the balls and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's a good, it's a good one. And it's got a lot of Pete-isms that I threw in at the end. Yeah. I loved, I loved his, um, this was, I think it was the second one, was, then let it begin, blowhole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he, He's got to throw that in there somewhere. Yeah. But I, like, I love that he started out in the English accent, or the British accent for yeah. that one. Like his own little, little kid <laughs> version. Yeah. But, and then just turned to blowhole. Or yeah, blowhole. Yeah. Yeah. So is there anything else you really had on this one? Um, like, Little oh, Pete's was definitely... I preferred that subplot to the main plot right. this time. Yeah. Um, okay, so I loved... Um, I loved Ellen's friend at lunch. I didn't get her name. Uh, that was like, when Pete was trying to study, he goes, Here, Pete, <laughs> use my book. I've highlighted the important parts. And everything is highlighted. And, like, you've... I, I know I've seen that before where someone will just highlight almost everything or you'll get a book, like a used book for a class yeah. and they just highlighted nearly every part of it. So it's just useless. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, okay. Let me go highlight over this now. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I have, I have done that myself and then looked at it and thought, what the hell was I doing? Yeah. Like this entire paragraph. Um, <laughs> And I don't know if she ever shows up in another one or not. I don't yeah, remember I, her. In I was going to get her episodes. name, and then I forgot to look it up because I was more interested in finding out if it was Mort. <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, uh, obviously Bill and Teddy show up a lot, and, uh, yeah, Ellen. I know. What about that. the kid that was carbo-loading for his wrestling tryouts? I don't know if he does. I don't. I don't remember him. He might. He might yeah. show up again. I know there's a wrestling episode in like season three or something, so maybe then. I don't oh, know. okay. But yeah, yeah. Um, I I thought the ending was a little weak, that Pete just decides he's not gonna cheat, and then it's just like, okay, he took the test. He got a C plus. That's all Pete really ever wants anyway. Right. <laughs> At the end. Yeah. So, but yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I know. He's like the 965th person to get a C plus on right. your test. And that was the whole thing with a uh, uh, tool and die too, where he just wanted a C plus out of the class. Yeah. Like, and I I think even going all the way back to uh, Space Geeks and Johnny Unitas, like he's like, if I get a C plus, I'm okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> Big Pete like really just student. wants a C plus. He's good uh, with that. Yeah. 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 But that's I, that's what I had, or all I had on Don't Try on Pete, I think. 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I did, I, I do like when Pete's collide, I think, a little better. I like, I think this episode has a better narrative center to it. Yeah. Being about the, uh, the Pete's and their friendship and being torn apart. Mm-hmm. And I, I like the way that uh, Grandpa Wrigley and his relationship with their dad and it, it is similar to how their dad is then trying to, like, you know, forge them in his yeah. <laughs> image in a way with the bowling right. ball. Speaking of which, or you mentioned uh, Grandpa Wrigley, you recognize the actor. Yes. And it was uh, you, William Hickey. Yes, he's in one of my, um, I think that's him in one of my favorite movies, The Burbs. Oh, uh, okay. Um, he's he's one of those actors who you see in so many oh, yeah, things, but he's, in, he's never had like a breakout role. He's just incredibly recognizable. Yeah. <laughs> he he also wrong with that. Yeah, he also looks a little like Mike Morano when he's old. I think. Yeah. Big Pete, like he, I think so. I can <laughs> see like, that. Oh, that, that's oh cast. um, going back to going back to. Um, I can't even remember the name. The other episode. Don't Tread uh, on Pete. Don't Tread on Pete. That, um, Cecil Tucker has been in so many bit parts and is in, like, Law and Order, like, <laughs> as a bit character every, like, like, his IMDb credit list is so long for small parts. That's awesome. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I, I liked the relationship they had between Grandpa Wrigley and Dad and that whole... You yeah. know, Dad reclaims his name of Dad at the yeah. end from Spunky. Yeah. I didn't know if I didn't know if uh, that was the writers saying, um, like, not wanting to, not wanting Dad to have a real name. I think they already have though, haven't they? They have. Yeah, I think I in think. King of the Road they says real name. We even yeah. mentioned it, I think, on our show. And yeah. Like that. yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah. I like that that's his identity. He is dad. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I like the story behind Rolling Thunder, too. Oh, That yeah. he was uh, given to Grandpa Wrigley by a Tibetan holy man whose dishwasher he fixed. Yeah. Just uh, the idea, like, the, like yeah. tying Tibet, like a Tibetan holy man, you know, who you think of this really spiritual being, and yeah. tying it to both a dishwasher and a bowling ball. Yeah, to, <laughs> like, yeah, you think it's like a guy who sheds all of his material possessions right and (laughs) they're both like really modern yeah material things and like fairly american too right (laughs) just funny pervasiveness of western culture yeah um so there's some good arty stuff in this episode i loved the arty stuff in this episode i mean as usual anytime arty is a big part of an episode he's great yes but uh, they they called back to the Portageon thing. Yeah, I loved that. Which they, was yeah from New Year's Pete. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that whole um, well yeah, I I thought of I, I thought of New Year's Pete and like the whole time because he was a bowling star too. Yeah, yeah that's true. It's, I mean, if anybody knows how to handle a bowling, a bowling ball, ball, yeah, it should be Artie. Right. But. As as you see, uh, Rolling Thunder is too much. Yeah, it's the only time he's ever been bested in a fight. Yeah, it was yeah. his most vicious enemy yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Imagine getting that note as an actor. It's like, okay, 
you have to really like go at this bowling ball and fight this bowling ball. It's like, how do you even do that? But Only Toby Huss yeah, can. They knew Toby Huss would pull it off. Like, so. Yeah. And he he does. <laughs> he is great, and I love when I love when he moves his porta home. Uh-huh. They call it a porta home. Right. It's on, on a porta potty. It's a porta home. Yeah. Which uh, now makes so much more sense. Yeah. Why he would live in a porta john? He could just move it anywhere he wants. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and and. Uh, dad sees it out on the lawn and sees him in the tree like <laughs> you know, how many times like partying around how much can you really physically do with just a tree but <laughs> in like the seconds he does like three or four different things yeah. and it's hilarious <laughs> and the like just the the look of exasperation on on dad's face yeah when he sees him out there it's like I, and I like when uh, Pete walks outside and Artie's just on, like, the railing of their porch, just, like, standing there, like, almost a bird. Yes. <laughs> like, a, just... Like in, his, not, in his superhero stance. No big thing. Just yeah. what, what he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I, I've got a bit about the staring contest, uh, which was pretty funny. I love the staring contest. They had some good faces. Yes. And I like all the callbacks. Like, with all the images at the end. Because oh. you've got a trout head, which yeah. is a reference to what Pete said earlier when he asked Little Pete um, if, if you could get a oh, driver's right. license tomorrow. Uh, then, but you had, but you had yeah. a trout head for six months. Right. So yeah. they're pulling that back. And uh, also, I, I like that Pete already has a driver's license, or Little Pete. I love that. <laughs> it's just, it's just like, I don't know. It's like, oh, no, I already have one. He, yeah, and he would. Yeah, he has a clicker that can make traffic lights change, too. Yes, <laughs> that's, like, that's the best. I like that the guy in the car both obeys it, and he knows that little Pete did it. He yeah. knows that little Pete has a clicker that makes <laughs> yeah. the traffic lights change. Because he calls out to him, he's like, come on, like, <laughs> yeah. and then he changes it back. Yeah. Yeah, I have to obey the law. But. Exactly. Little Pete controls it. And, you know, combined with the driver's license, <laughs> Little yeah, Pete he's... probably gets place to place pretty pretty quick. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, another little reference was the Abe Lincoln one. Little Pete appears as Abe Lincoln, which is a reference to Big Pete's uh, quoting oh, was... Lincoln earlier yeah. about the uh, house divided right. against itself cannot stand. And Which, you know, Pete was like, well, he must have also <laughs> had... Yeah. What was it, a dad like mine? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh and Mr. Tasty just because yeah, anytime Mr. Tasty. Yeah, anytime they can fit in Mr. Tasty. Right. Mr. Tasty will be there. Uh I don't know, what else do you have? Uh, oh oh yeah. I love the that little Pete moved to the basement in the fight and oh, then yeah. they had to communicate through Ellen and she's using flags. <laughs> right, right. Like Yeah. I love that. And then at the end when they when they make up that they're that the the bunk bed that they had sawn off right. it's stronger nail, than it, ever. Yeah. The, it, yeah, they they like nail it back and there's like a rubber band around it or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Makes no sense. Mm-hmm. That's pretty funny. I liked what dad referred to as Rolling Thunder as or what Big Pete said dad thought of it as, which is a dual rotating pressure torque hunk of engineering perfection. Oh yes. <laughs> not yes. a bowling ball. A dual rotating. I right. Don't I don't even know what that means. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
uh, and uh, there is a lot of good stuff with the Rolling Thunder, and like I like when they unveil it. They have a light behind it that just turns on. Yeah, it's <laughs> like oh yeah, it's just lit up by its majesty. I love that. Um, I love that he says that mom is the love of his life. Uh, but he, but he loves has a second another. love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that is Rolling Thunder. Yeah. Rolling Thunder can't be uh, banished. It comes back. Right. Because they still want it. Yeah. That was the thing. They gave Rolling Thunder the power that Rolling Thunder had. Because as soon as they don't want it anymore, Artie can, uh, yeah. he can roll it away with the Tibetan ritual. Yes. <laughs> Which is also great. I know. I love that. Um, and I love them. The mom was just, like, throughout the episode, like, so exasperated with all of them. <laughs> yeah. Like. Well, like, right from the beginning, like, she's she's pretty cool with a lot. Because you see the bit where uh, dad is trying to get back into shape for the bowling ball. Yeah. And he's just sitting on a couch doing finger exercises, which are, like, nothing. And yeah. While she's, like, busy vacuuming the couch all around him and stuff. Yeah. And it's just funny how inactive he is versus her even even when he's trying to be active yeah but uh yeah then she she makes a stand with uh standing mm-hmm. out on the roof to mm-hmm. uh draw lightning yeah <laughs> the plate plate can do a lot of different things apparently it can i mean it is a metal plate so right it's like an antenna lightning is is nothing yeah <laughs> Um, I really liked the negative campaign ads in the episode. Those were really funny and yeah. still feel relevant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, big. Yeah, I liked uh, Little Pete's one about Big Pete, and then uh, I looked it up. I, John McLaughlin was the okay, man who was in, I wondered. The, in Big Pete's video. Who yeah, yeah had the show the McLaughlin Group, which is like this famous political yeah show. <laughs> From the 80s and 90s and stuff. So they apparently got him to show up for it. That's awesome. I love, I love. Uh, yeah, when they say all those things about Lil Pete and then approach him and his response is, no comment, grunge bag. Yeah. No comment, grunge bag. <laughs> Not a good enough response. Yeah. But yeah, anything else yeah. you had on this one? Um, I don't think so. Yeah. I I think... I've got all my Pete-isms, but... Awesome. It's a, um, a lot of these are from that first episode. There were so yeah. many in that. Yeah. Uh, I love the way that Pete is having a conversation with another kid in his gym. Mort. Yeah. Was it Mort uh-huh. who he was talking to? I thought it was yeah. Mort later who said the thing, but. No, Mort. He was talking okay. to Mort. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, is this guy picking your scabs the way he's picking my scabs? I love that line. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's like that's a regular expression yeah. that people say. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, this is our turf jerkweed. Uh, no chance, wingnut. Yeah. Uh, I just did power tool. That was uh, when they told him he couldn't do what he was doing because yeah. it was against regulation. Uh, when his dad is explaining Rolling Thunder, he says, "Cut to the chase, squirmy." Oh Which, yeah. I mean, to his own dad, even. Yeah. He's squirmy. <laughs> but I love it because he was being like, because at that point, his dad was nervous because Grandpa Wrigley was there. Yeah. You know, he, he had squirming. to live up to Grandpa Wrigley. Yeah, that's true. So, and there's also bite my neck hair, which I feel like we've heard, but I like that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that that's really about what I had on these two. Like we're getting to the point where a lot of it is just you know 
talking about narratives of episodes, we've got a pretty good basis for what the show is. Yeah. It was a little weird that we had three different Big Pete episodes in a row there. Right. But uh, I like that this one is like both of them. It's one of the only ones yeah. where they're... They're both equally... Yeah. Represented. Yeah. 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 And uh, next week it will be the finale, uh, or the season one finale, mm-hmm. uh, Hard Day's Pete. Which is a Little Pete episode. Yay! And uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk a little bit about that then, and, and kind of the season, the season as a whole. Yeah. All right. So uh, thanks for listening. Thank you. See you next week.